Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 19. Here's the text. It says this. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. Somebody better say amen today. I can can hear y'all. Hold on. Let me see see if the the wall is saying amen. I got four amens up there on the wall. Okay, okay, they're, they're, they're fired up now because they know I'm looking at. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. What's that say? What that is saying is not the kind of suffering that goes along with sin. He's saying you're Christians. The kind of suffering I'm referring to is not the kind of punishment or self-sabotage that we create by living in sin. He's talking about the kind of suffering that we're going through right now, the kind of suffering that people have when good, bad things happen to good people. He says, however, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. What name? Christian. For it's time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. I'm going to talk to you today on an idea. I got my message from a conversation I had with a friend uh, just yesterday. He was telling me a quote of Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. So my message today is going to be called, Don't Waste a Crisis. Don't Waste a Crisis. Father, thank you for your presence today. Thank you for this awesome time together of worship. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that hearts would be filled with hope today as we turn our hearts toward heaven and we look to you ultimately. Lord, for every answer, we lean into you today for things that we don't understand. We trust you. We lean into one another in community. Lord, building community in this different way that has ever happened in the history of your church digitally Lord, we're reaching out to one another in faith and building each other up and supporting one another lord give us the wisdom and strength lord not just to endure this but to excel through it to advance through it the body of christ as a whole in jesus name we pray and everybody said come on say it out loud say amen never let a good crisis go to waste I love that idea. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Samuel Rutherford, who is a Scottish pastor and theologian, said something that that is just beautiful. It's poetic. It's powerful. It's intense. He says, the great king keeps his finest wine in the cellars of affliction. You're not going to hear too many people saying amen when you preach something like that. The great king keeps his finest wine in the cellars of affliction. When's the last time you ever heard someone really truly say that 
the deepest, rarest, and most satisfying joys that I've ever had in my life have come from times of extreme earthly comfort and extended periods of ease. No one has ever said that. When you talk to people about the most meaningful things that happen in their life, they don't say, oh, I remember that day that I was on the beach in Jamaica and I drank four pina coladas and I had two hamburgers with pineapple slices on them and it was the most wonderful day. No, that's really not what you go back to. When you go back to moments that have shaped you, that you remember, it's typically things that you've been through that you came out on the other side better because of it. Can somebody say amen today? Charles Spurgeon the prince of preachers, said they who dive in the sea of affliction bring up the rarest of pearls. They who dive in the sea of affliction bring up the rarest of pearls. How are pearls formed? They're formed because of pressure. They're formed because of sand. They're formed because a great weight was pushed on them the same way that a diamond is formed. In coal, the pressure of that coal, it turn, of, of, the, of those rocks and that stone turns that coal into a diamond. And today, whatever it is that you're going through, the difficulty that you are enduring right now has the ability to produce something powerful in your life. If you believe it, just kind of wave your hand. We'll see if these guys are paying attention. Wave, uh-oh, they're all paying attention and they're all waving their hand. Why? Because they believe it today. They believe that what we're going through can produce something powerful in us. So suffering and difficulty produce something powerful in us, but nobody wants to endure it. Nobody ever signs up for suffering. Nobody ever signs, unless they purchase a cat. That is willing. That's like just signing your name on the line. It's like, let me bring this evil animal Oh boy, I can just see the comments flooding in right now. Well, I'll change the subject. Suffering and difficulty produces something powerful in us, but nobody wants to endure it. And Peter, who is writing this, knows that we don't want to have to go through anything. But he's been through it. And he knows what it has produced in him. That's why he's writing this. He's encouraging us to rejoice when we are going through the suffering. Not when we're on the other side of it. When we're going through it. In it. In the suffering. Somebody just needs to lift your hands right now. Just no matter where you are, what you're doing, unless you're driving, don't lift both of them. In that case, lift the one that is the safest because now in this age, I guess there's podcasts that are going on. People listen to this. But if you can, right now, lift both of your hands and just say, God, I rejoice in you today. I rejoice in the middle of what I'm in right now. You're, you're not having to wait to rejoice. He's telling us to rejoice right now and to lean in. This, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just warning you. So you might want to plug your ears. You might not like it, but this is going to be true. And what you will discover from reading what the Bible has to say about suffering from the people who suffered, Jesus was called the suffering servant. 
You want to talk about suffering, read about Paul, read about Peter, read about all of the apostles, read about everyone that ever lived in Scripture because the character that they had was developed in suffering. Here's the statement you're not going to like. You will only benefit from the suffering you embrace. You will only benefit from the suffering that you embrace, that you lean into. If, so, so that's the whole idea of don't waste a crisis. I mean, and when you think about it, if all you're doing through the crisis is saying, I can't wait for the crisis to be over, nothing is being birthed in you. Nothing is being forged in you. Nothing is being born in you. You haven't learned anything. So you will only benefit from the suffering you embrace. Does that mean you have to love the suffering itself? No. Of course not. It doesn't mean that you have to like it. It doesn't mean that you have to look forward to it. It means that you embrace the idea that God is sovereign. He knows the beginning from the end. He knew this was going to happen before it happened. He knew that I could not only handle it, but he would grow me through it to the other side. And he was aware of it the whole time. And he allowed it to happen in his sovereignty. Somebody say, God is sovereign. Come on, my team is up there. Somebody say, he knows what he's doing. I need you right now. Come on, there we go. Say, he knows what he's doing. Say, he knows the beginning from the end. Amen, amen. Do you believe it? I believe it. This is, we got to wrap our brains around this idea. We got to wrap our heart around this idea that God knew what was going to happen before it ever happened. That's why it says, but rejoice. And that word is Cairo. It means be happy. Woo. Be happy. Praise. Improve your mood as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. That's what it just flat out says. And you say, well, why aren't you speaking that this thing is going to end? Why aren't you speaking that, every, that, that there's going to be a solution? Uh, first of all, that's what prayers are for. That's what our prayer life is for. We come to God, we bring Him, we make our petitions known, we make our supplications known to Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an end to this. Lord, I pray that, that your will would be done. Lord, I pray that you'd bring healing to those that are hurt. I pray that people would not lose their jobs, that we'd be able to get back on track to continue to bless people as, as a church. You pray all those things, and you believe, you believe it with all of your heart. But at the end of the day, you have to do what this says. You have to rejoice in the sufferings and say, I'm still in the middle of them. I've got to find a way to rejoice because here's the danger. The danger is that if you think that you're going to be some happy person when everything is finally worked out, you'll never be happy because everything will never be worked out until we're in glory someday. Until we are literally in heaven in the presence of Jesus, there will always be things. Life is problematic, friends. Be happy when you go through the good times. Why? It says it. Here's the answer right here. 1 Peter 4.13. It says, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Oh my gosh. How fantastic. It means that there are, there's no toilet paper right now. It could get worse. Really, when you think about it, they could run out of Doritos tomorrow. Like, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but if they do, 
you're going to see me start to turn up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my, my social media is going to get a little disturbed when they run out, especially them chili kind. You've seen them purple, sweet chili? Doritos. Hallelujah. I deserve to talk about some Doritos because my watch fell off in worship and it, it hurt my feelings. And I need some, I need, I started worshiping like this. See, that's, that's rejoicing in suffering. I put on the watch. I come up here. Hallelujah. Go watch the replay. My watch just falls off. You got to have joy in sufferings, friends. But the point is, we have to learn that his glory is going to be revealed. He knew in advance that these, what we're going through is really an inconvenience. And certainly it could get worse in terms of what it does to the economy, what it does to people's jobs. I understand all those things. But what I'm saying is that God has a plan through all of it for his glory to be revealed if we trust him. You'll only benefit from the suffering that you embrace. You say, well, I don't agree with that. Well, tell Jesus then. Because he leaned into it. Uh, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, if we remember, it said, he said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. He, he, he said, let this, if it's your will, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, your will be done. What was he saying? I don't want to do this. But if you want me to go through it, I'll go through it for your glory. For your glory. That's what it means. You only benefit from the suffering you embrace. When you finally go, Lord, if you want to work something out in me through this, I'm not going to question you. I can pray for it to go away just like Jesus did. He said, if, you're, if you want to let it pass, then let it pass. But if, you, if I have to go through it for your glory to be revealed, I will go through it. Oh, man, this is so good right here. This is so good. Y'all need to get a little more crunk than you are right now online. I just feel, the, I feel a little quiet. I'm not reading the comments, but I'm just feeling like we need to turn up just a little bit today. See, if we wait, God will reveal his glory. Even when we can't see it. Don't waste a crisis today. Don't waste a crisis. Don't waste it by just wishing it away. Don't waste it by not contemplating it. Don't waste it today. In Genesis 50, 20, and I feel like I say that all the time, where it says, as for you, you thought evil toward me, but the Lord meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. That whole idea about the devil meaning something bad or your enemies meaning something bad and God turns it around. Think about the context of when Joseph said that. He said it to his brothers. He said it to his brothers who, sold, who, who left him for dead at 17. He was sold as a slave at 17. He said this at the age of 29. So he said this at the age of 29. Think of all the years that passed. All those years that are going by, you're going, what is this suffering producing in me? I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't understand why I have to stay at home. I don't understand why I'm sick. I don't understand why my friend got sick. I don't understand why my friend died. I don't understand. I didn't deserve it. If you just trust God, it's actually, that's not true. I, I, I read that wrong. It's 39. He was 39 because it was 22 years before he was sold as a slave and he sold grain to his family. That's even, that's, even, that's even a better point. Amen, God. That's even better than the first point. It just keeps getting better with Jesus. Amen. But listen, Romans 5, 
3 says we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials because we know that they help us develop endurance. We need some endurance in life. Endurance helps develop strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. How do we get that endurance? By going through hardship. By going through difficulties. And it says this hope will not lead to disappointment. God is not a God of disappointment. Dis means away from something. Discourage means you're, going, you're moving away from courage. Disapproval means you're moving away from approval. Disappointment means you're moving away from a time that has been set. Don't get disappointed. This says that this hope does not lead to disappointment. The kind of hope that we have in Jesus leads to an appointment. When we keep our courage and we let it forge something in us. So, so why should we respond well to suffering and disappointment? So why should we respond well to crisis, to suffering, to affliction? I believe because how we respond to affliction, to suffering, to disappointment, sometimes is the greatest indicator of how we will respond to success. I think you can tell a lot about your life by the things that make you fall apart. You can tell a lot about your life by how depressed you get when you lose something. Sometimes that can tell you how things would work out if you were to get all of the things on your wish list. I got news for you. If you got them all, you'd also fall apart. Because it tells us that our hope is lying in the wrong place. But we need to rejoice, as, as our text says, as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. So that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Why? Psalm 35. Weeping may endure for a night, but the joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Let's, let's continue to look at our text. I'll back up one verse here. It says, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come upon you. As though something strange were happening to you. Look at someone next to you and say, don't be surprised. Or, if you, if, or look at me, if you're by yourself, just say, just say it out loud. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked at what's happening. It says, don't be surprised, as though something strange were happening to you. It's not time to panic. God knew it would happen, and he has a plan. So let's rejoice, like verse 13 says, but rejoice as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed when we embrace, and I love this too, it says, if you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed for the spirit of glory and God rests on you. Ooh. When we embrace it, we're acknowledging that the spirit of God is resting on us. It says, if you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed for the spirit of glory and God rests on you. So you may be going through a tough time. That's a way to remind yourself, the Holy Spirit is with me. Amen. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief. I explained that earlier. It's not, it's not, we're not talking about the kind of suffering that comes from creating problems for yourself. It says, but if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. I love this idea, the honor of enduring suffering and enduring affliction, bearing the name of Christ, because that means we're in 
communion with Jesus. It means he suffered and we're suffering with him. It makes us in communion together, common union. That's what communion is. See, it says those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So I'd like you to look at someone next to you right now and say, don't stop doing what's right. Don't stop doing what's right. If you're by yourself, put your hand on your heart and say, I'm not going to stop doing what's right. First suffering, then glory. First crisis, then glory. First affliction, then glory. See, this idea is actually not foreign to us. We shouldn't be shocked by it, shouldn't be surprised by it. Look at athletics. Look at training. Look at teams that win. Look at the Navy SEALs. What happens? You whip yourself, you beat yourself, you sweat, you work, you, you have pain, you suffer. See, suffering is inevitable. You either suffer first in preparation or you suffer last in defeat. Boy, I'd rather, I'd rather suffer first in preparation and end up with the glory at the end, the glory of Jesus. I'm, I'm willing to go through it right now to know that the glory is coming. Come on, look at someone next to you and say, the glory is coming. You, look, come on, look at them again and say, you don't know when it's coming, but you know that it is coming. Oh man, it is coming today. The glory is coming if we endure. See, not, not too many people want to start praising God when they experience a disappointment or failure, but that's exactly what we're supposed to do. So I encourage you, praise more than ever. Lift up your hands more than ever. Sing a song to the Lord more than ever. Why? Because we're building endurance, character, greater faith, greater hope. Man, I love the idea of allowing temporary disappointment to build permanent character in me. Allowing temporary suffering to build permanent character in me. The greater your character, the more God can pour into you. The greater your character, the greater your capacity. Woo! Man, if this church was full right now, there'd be somebody screaming. <laughs> go, white boy, go. I can hear it right now. It's going to happen again. In Jesus' name, real soon. One God appointment is worth a thousand disappointments. I'll go through some disappointment till I can get to that appointment, that moment where his glory is revealed to me. Never let a good crisis go to waste. The great king keeps his finest wine in the cellars of affliction. today Jesus said I will never leave you I will never forsake you and I have overcome the world he's with you today they who dive in the sea of affliction bring up the rarest of pearls suffer first in preparation or suffer last in defeat I say today we endure what we're going through 
joy. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. God is going to produce something great in you today. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're watching today and you're struggling with what's going on in the world. Maybe this has scared you or maybe it has brought you to your knees. Maybe the suffering has made you fall apart. Maybe just the world being different has, has messed up your heart or your soul a little bit. Can I tell you that's okay? It's okay even if you're a Christian. That's what these times are. That's what these tests are about. Tests are really supposed to be about learning, engaging where you are, and it should cause us to want to improve in life. If you get a C on a test, you shouldn't just go, yeah, I'm bad. You should figure out a way, how can I get a B the next time? How can I get an A the next time? It's okay. Wherever you are, however you're responding with Jesus in your life, it's okay to not pass but to say, Lord, help me pass the next test. Maybe I failed that test, but help me pass the next one. The goal is for us to grow and produce fruit in our life as believers. So maybe you're scared. Maybe your, your, your life is upside down right now. That's okay. That's all right. Don't be afraid today because Jesus said, fear not. I'm with you. Don't be afraid today. He's with you today. The one thing that we can trust in is that he doesn't walk away from us in the middle of our adversity. So if you're watching today and you do not know Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity online to know him right now. So I'm going to ask this. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, just close your eyes for a moment. Even with no one looking, no one looking around in the room that you're in. If you're here right now and you say, I need Jesus in my life. I need to say that I'm sorry for my sins, for the things I've done against him. I need to invite God to be the Lord of my life. I need to acknowledge that I have fear, that I have anxiety, that I don't know how to embrace trials because my source of hope is myself and it's not God. I want to shift my allegiance from my source of hope being me to Jesus today. If that's you, no one looking around, just lift your hand right now. Just say, I need Jesus. Amen. I believe there's hands going up all over the world. So I just ask you right now, if you're in one of our forums, if you're on Facebook or you're watching at sewell.tv or cityoflife.live, any of YouTube, any of the forums that we have, or, or a replay or podcast, just type right now, I just received Jesus into my life. I just asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Say it tell somebody. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And you know what? I believe something powerful happens when you do that. Something powerful happens when you do that. A brand new start takes place when you do that. You get a new heart. I believe that's going to happen from this day forward in your life. I just want to pray for you right now. I just want to pray for everyone that watched one that made that decision right now. Father, I just thank you for your love today. Thank you for a message that's kind of difficult to preach. It's kind of difficult to hear, but it's so important for all of us that we grow through trials and adversity in 
Lord, that you're with us through these things. And you don't always want to rush us along. You want us to learn along the way. So I pray for every person today that you would just fill their heart with courage, hope, joy, in Jesus' name today. Lord, that you would remind them that you won't leave them, you won't forsake them. You'll walk with them through this to the other side when your glory is revealed in Jesus' name. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.